God, as we stand before you, God, we stand in honor of you, Lord. We've gathered together here to respect you, to, to give you our attention on this day of the week, to be able to seek you, God, to worship you, to be with you, to learn from you. And I pray that you would bless your word this morning. As we dive deep into your word, God, may you dive deep into our hearts, transform us, God, speak to us and give us a word Lord, today, that we can take with us all the way through the week, God. So speak to us. Anoint this time with your Holy Spirit. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I heard this story about this um, angry church member now. Uh, He went up to his pastor after the service and said, Hey, you know, last week I called you Monday and I was not able to get a hold of you. I called and I called. And the pastor apologized and said, oh, uh, you know what, sorry, because, you know, Monday is actually my day off. And the church member said, what? What do you mean a day off? You take a day off? I mean, even the devil doesn't take the day off. Well, the minister calmly replied and said, you're right about the devil. But if I didn't take the day off, I'd be just like him. Well, it is important, right? This principle to take a day of rest. It's important to stop from work and and, and just rest. But you know what's even more important is to stop and respect the Lord in this. To stop and worship God. Well, in our study this morning, as we come to this fourth commandment, it's about respect and rest on the day of rest. And that's the title of our message this morning, Respect and Rest on the Day of Rest. We're going to be looking at Exodus chapter 20 from verse 8 through 11 this morning. 8 through 11, this whole section is about the Sabbath here. And in this section, uh, in this passage, we're going to see three things, and this is our point, uh, our points. Number one is what God said. Number two is what God wants. And number three is what God did. So we have what God said, what God wants, and what God did. And that's our outline and our points. So let's begin here. Number one, what God said. What God said. And with that, we're going to take a look at verse 8. And once again, I know we read this, but let me read it. Exodus 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So let's focus in on that right now. We begin with Moses, right? He's writing this. We found out from verse 1 that God spoke these words. So it's God saying this. Moses is dictating. He's writing it down here. And now it's recorded here in our Bible. So here Moses is writing this, and he begins by saying, remember. God says, remember. Now, in the Hebrew, this The original word here in the Hebrew is is a very strong call, actually. It's not like, um, oh, just recall this, you know, oh, oh, just remember and, and think about this. No, it's to call up in the mind and then to respond, to take action with it. So that's the emphasis really here in this first word that says remember. And so what is this fourth commandment? Well, remember to keep the Sabbath. So it says here again, verse 8, remember the Sabbath. 
Now, in, in the Hebrew, Sabbath is Shabbat. You probably uh, have heard that before. Uh, with that, though, the word is simply, it simply means to stop, to like take an intermission, to, to take a, a break. And so we're going to see as we get into this passage here this morning, the Sabbath day is what? To stop working and rest and go and seek God, to go and enjoy the Lord. And so here's God right here in verse 8 commanding Israel to take one day in the week and rest from work. So right away we see this in verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day. Now imagine what a relief this must have been to the Israelites. Imagine, right, they've been three months Uh, On the wilderness journey, they're at the Mount Sinai, at the foot of the mountain. Moses comes down to bring the tablets of stone with the commandments. They've just been delivered from the bondage in Egypt. So what a relief to, to hear, oh, remember to take a break. Remember to stop working as the uh, the passage is going to open up to. Uh, it, uh, imagine them hearing these weary slaves, right? Remember, they were supposed to make brick without straw, and they were constantly under that heavy, heavy uh, 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 authority to work and, and, and all. And now God's delivered them, and God's saying, hey, take a day off. I can imagine uh, a husband turning to the wife, hey, honey, we're not in Egypt anymore. So here's God's heart in all of this. So Moses, or the Lord, goes on to say, remember the Sabbath day, and then he says in verse 8, to keep it holy. Now, keep it holy in the original language is actually just one word. It's all one word in the Hebrew. And it basically means to consecrate uh, with this sense of dedication, to dedicate. Holy, as you know, we've defined it many times in our studies in the Bible. Holy means to set apart. Like God has set apart everything. He is holy. Yeah? He is above, set apart everyone. He's pure and holy. So you're to set this day apart. You are to consecrate it to the Lord. You are to dedicate this day to the Lord. And that's the idea of keeping the Sabbath day holy. It's to reserve that day really just for God. I was thinking about um, my, my daughter is coming up this week on her one-year anniversary her, when she got married. And uh, I, I was remembering, you know, more than a year ago, uh, her and her fiancé sent out a little card, you know. And it wasn't the wedding invitation. It was like, I guess this is what you do now. It's the pre-kind of in- invitation, right, to the wedding. It wasn't the official one. But months or so, you know, many months before that, she sent out this little card with a pinch- picture of them, the two of them, on this card. And it said, save the date. And, and you guys know that. Well, this, this is what the Lord is saying. Hey, every week, save the day. Save the day for me. So what God said is to be dedicated, really, to keep the Sabbath day. That's what God said here. What God said is to be dedicated to keep the Sabbath day. Now, you might be thinking, okay, as we get into this passage, what, what about us Christians today? We know that this has been given to the, the Jews, the children of Israel, on their wilderness journey. The Ten Commandments are given to them from God. Well, how about today? How about 
uh, does this apply to Christians today? Should believers keep the Sabbath like the Jews do? Now understand for the, the, the Jews, the Sabbath actually starts Friday night. Friday at 6 p.m. As soon as three stars show, the Sabbath is supposed to start. That's the idea. And it runs all the way to Saturday, uh, 6 p.m., uh, when three stars show. That's the end of the Sabbath. So from the evening of Friday all the way to the evening of Saturday, that is the Jewish Sabbath. And I thought it's interesting. Why, why is that? Well, the Jews consider a day to start from evening into morning because in Genesis, it says that the day was from evening to morning. So they followed that. So that's the Jewish Sabbath. So are, is that what we're supposed to do? Is that what this commandment is telling us here today as Christians? Well, let me answer that question with a yes and a no. It's a controversial topic uh, within some Christian circles. Uh, some feel, no, we got to keep this Sabbath. And, and some feel, no, we don't. And let me try and sort things out to you. And we're going to be getting into this as we uh, go along in this passage. But let me answer it this way. First of all, yes. In principle, we need to follow and apply a Sabbath. We need to rest. We need to honor God. So in principle, that's important. But it's not necessarily Friday night to Saturday, and we worship on Sunday, and I'll explain that a little later. Uh, so yes, in principle, we should have our Sabbath day of rest. Uh, but then, no, should Christians apply to us? The no to me is because, as I mentioned, originally this was specifically given to Israel, not the New Testament church. We're in what we call the church age, right? After Christ died, rose again from the dead, ascended into heaven, then the Holy Spirit came, Pentecost, right? The baptism of the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 2, and then that started the church, and now we are in that church age right now. So the old covenant, which is this, this is part of, is done now. Jesus fulfilled the whole law right? Now we're in the new covenant. Remember when we partake in communion, Jesus said, uh, drink, this is the new covenant, that we're in this new era of salvation, basically, is through Jesus Christ, where to get right with God, God was putting this forth, hey, you got to follow the law, you got to follow the commandments, which no one could, but it pointed to God for help which pointed that God would one day bring a Savior, a Messiah. So this is the old covenant. We're in the new covenant. We're in this church age. So I would say, no, we are not required to have a Sabbath from Friday night all the way to Saturday evening. You know what the interesting thing is? That this, is, this command, and this is the only commandment, commandment number four, that is not emphasized to do this in the New Testament. We're not asked in the New Testament to keep this day, to keep, keep a, a Friday night to Saturday, and you got to do that. 
That's the only commandment. The other commandments are, are in there and sprinkled in the New Testament. For example, commandment number one, we read, you shall have no other gods before me. We see Jesus reflecting that. Uh, one of the scriptures is in Matthew 4.10 when he was t- in his temptation by the devil, right? He told the devil, worship God, the Lord God only. We see commandment two about you, sh- uh, you shall not make for yourself a carb image. I mentioned this in our study, right? First John 5, 21. Keep yourself from idols. We are not to have idols. Or commandment three that we talked about last week. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You want to keep it holy. Well, Jesus in his example of how to pray, and I mentioned last week, Matthew 6, 9, Jesus said, pray like this. Hallowed be your name. So we see these things. We see in the New Testament, even from commandment 5 through 10, and we're going to get to that next time, uh, we see listed in Romans 13, 9, and then it's all summed up. The Apostle Paul writes, love your neighbor as yourself. But the Sabbath, keeping a day, this particular day, we don't see anything in the New Testament about that. Matter of fact, it's the opposite. Paul really uh, rebukes those who are trying to keep a day or certain festivals like in Galatians 4 or in Colossians. And he says, but, you know, uh, don't don't be into that. We're not into certain days into this. You know, that's not what it, it means to be right with God. And then in Hebrews, it actually changes what the Sabbath is. Hebrews 4 talks about how the Sabbath rest that we're looking at here is no longer about falling on a particular day. But the Sabbath rest is in, it's not on a day, but it's in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Because we now rest from our works, and the the. It refers to how we don't have to work for our salvation. Christ has done all that work and dying on the cross for our sins. And so we don't have to uh, work in that way. Uh, We can rest, basically. We don't need that work because Christ has done all that work. So you understand, there's a yes and no to this question. There's a yes in principle. Yeah, we, we need to follow the Sabbath in the sense we need to work. We need to worship the Lord. And our passage is going to unfold in that way. But no, we don't have to keep a particular day. That's not what God is saying today to us. So understand, on this side of the cross, yeah, on this side, we no longer have to keep these laws to be right with God. We don't, right? Because, because we can't. We can't be right with God. Only Christ and his righteousness, his forgiveness can make us right with the Lord. So now these commandments are integrated into our lives. They're principles. Yes, uh, only worship God only. No idols. You know, all of that. Yes, keeping his name holy and how we use his name. And here he's coming to uh, commandment four. Understand it's not about the day, but about this principle of rest and honoring God. So this was a requirement for the Jews under the old covenant, but it's not a law for believers to literally keep, but more a principle to obey. So 
I just want to put that out to you and put into your mind. So, so when, you're, when we're studying this, you're reading this, you're not like, oh, well, do, do, do I got to make sure, you know, Friday night to Saturday? I mean, if you really want to be technical, that's the Jewish Sabbath, right? All right, and I'm going to explain to you why we're, we meet on Sunday, but, but understand, don't get all, like, legalistic, you know, about this. God's not going to sit there and, oh, you're not doing this, and, you know, he's going to punish you and send this lightning bolt. No, that's not what this is about. Uh, <clears throat> along those lines, uh, I read this story about a rabbi and who was seen by an angel of God golfing on the Sabbath. So the angel kind of turns him in and says, God, Yahweh, rabbi is golfing on the Sabbath. Strike him down. God's like, hey, I've got a better plan for him. Just then, the rabbi took a swing. The ball went 420 yards, bounced, rolled on the green, and went right into the cup. The angel said, Lord, wait, wait, I thought you were going to punish him. God said, well, who is he going to tell? <laughs> the thing is, God, <laughs> you got it. The thing is, <laughs> right, God doesn't, <laughs> God doesn't work like that on the Sabbath. That, that, you know, about the Sabbath. That, that, that's not it. He's not going to punish you. Remember, we're not under law, but we're under grace. We now have Jesus Christ in our life. So understand that this morning. So what God said is be dedicated to keep the Sabbath day. And we're going to unfold what that means for us as Christians. But, but put that into your minds and hearts. At least what God said was this day needs to be dedicated to him. So respect and rest on a day of rest. And we start out with what God said. Let's go to number two. What God wants. What God wants. Now here we're going to cover verses 9 and 10 in this section. Uh, take a look with me here. Exodus 20, verse 9. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Verse 10. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or, or the sojourner who is within your gates. Now, God comes and tells us in verse 9 and 10, well, well what does that mean? You know, what does it mean? Keep it holy, keep it set apart, dedicated, consecrated, you know, to him. Well, what, what does that mean now? So the Lord unfolds that. Now, we understand through all the years, probably you've been in Bible studies or as a Christian that, oh, yeah, the Sabbath, no work, what you know about, you know, the, the Jewish customs and everything. So right away we know, but think about these guys, the Israelites. I mean, they've never done this before. So, oh, keep the seventh day holy. And they're like, okay, it's Sabbath. What, what does that mean? So here the Lord lays it out for them. This is what God wants that's our heading that's our point this is what god wants so for six days you're gonna labor you're gonna toil you're gonna be working that's when you do notice it says here in verse nine all your work everything is to be get to be done in those those six days all right so that's what the lord says but on that seventh day and let me just clarify the the jews uh, they started counting days from Sunday. That was the first day. So the seventh day 
is Saturday, and it starts at Friday night because remember their day starts in the evening, all right? So I hope that kind of clicks for you. So that's why Saturday or from Friday night, Saturday is that seventh day. All right, but that seventh day is a Sabbath, is set apart, it's consecrated, it's dedicated to the Lord your God. And what does that mean? Well, on that seventh day, verse 10, on it you shall not do any work, nothing. Get it all done in the first six days, and on the seventh day you don't do no work. That means what? You rest. You take a break. Sabbath means what? Intermission. It means stop. It means to cease. So you cease your work. You stop. You take that break on that seventh day. But that's not just you. The Lord says, look, it's you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant, even your livestock, even the animals, the, 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 the oxen. The horse, you know, they're they're not to pull anything, plow anything. They're not to do any work. Or even the sojourner, which uh, means like foreigner or traveler, you know. Say uh, your your friend comes over and is visiting, and he's he's with you. Even him, he's not to do any work. So basically, your whole household, yeah, uh, anyone on any animal on your property and anyone who comes to visit, no work. You don't work. Everyone is supposed to take that day and have a day of rest. Now, I want to focus in on that right now. It's important, I think, that we do take a day of rest. I think, I think God wants this, right? This is what God wants. Why? Because he knows us as human beings. He knows that w- we can be driven. We can be focused. It's easy just to keep going, keep going, keep going. I mean, how many of you do that? Yeah, you keep going, keep going, keep going, no matter what. You, you, you don't stop. You don't take a rest until your wife says something or your, your husband or someone says, or, or you get sick. How many people have I heard said, oh, I got sick, but you know what stopped me and I got some rest or I got hurt or, or you know, I, I, I couldn't go to work. And it's like, I think God was telling me to rest because I haven't taken a rest. I mean, God knows we need that rest. God knows that you and I, we need to take a break. We need to rest. We need to recharge, right? We need to be refreshed and not just physically, but mentally, right? Our, it's important for our mental health. It's important for our emotional health. It's important for our both body and soul and spirit all together that we take a break. And God wants this because he knows it's important that we take that break. I was thinking about how when uh, Jesus fed the, the 5,000 and you know, if you add, that was just the men. If you add the women and children, some commentators say it could have been 10,000, could have been 12,000, but a miracle happened. So can you imagine all those people, they're eating, but also the ministry that was going on, that the disciples were attending to their needs and wants and, and taking care of them. And you know what? After that, in Mark 6.31, Jesus told the disciples, hey, you know what he said? Come away with me to this deserted place, a deserted place. So what? So for what? So you can rest. So Jesus understood that. God understood it. This is what God wants. Now, through the centuries after giving this law that we're reading here, the Jewish scholars took these commandments to the extreme. 
here we're, we're finding out that the Lord is introducing the Sabbath. What does that mean? Well, it means not to work. Well, the, the Jews, in trying to honor God, went a little bit too far to say, well, what does that mean, not to work? You know, what does not work mean? And so uh, uh, they kind of really got into it, and they turned the Sabbath into not a day of rest, but a day of, I would say, anxiety, <laughs> a day of stress. I mean, uh, uh, listen, I mean, they started wondering, what defines that word work? What does that really mean? And so these scholars and rabbis, they got into it. And, and they actually came up with 24 chapters now in the Babylonian Talmud, in this commentary, of what it means not to work on the Sabbath. And so the, there's things like this. I'm not going to tell you everything, but, <laughs> um, but I just want to give you some examples. Like, uh, you cannot, on the Sabbath, you cannot carry anything heavier than a dried fig. If you do, it's considered work, and you're violating the Sabbath. And God is looking down at you, right? Another thing is you cannot light a fire, or, or say an oil lamp, because lighting the fire is actually considered work. You're, 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 you're doing something. You know, to this day, like we've taken a couple of trips and tours in Israel, and on the Sabbath, they actually have timers in their house to turn on the lights because even flipping the switch, you know, uh, it, it creates this electricity, which is work, and so you, you can't do that on the Sabbath. So they have timers to turn on your lights and everything, even your stoves and uh, th things like that, uh, um, uh, Something like that. But anyway, uh, I think the best is um, we would stay in hotels on our trip, and they have uh, regular elevators, and they have what they call Sabbath elevators. Because if you push the button, which creates a, 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 you know electric uh, current that's constituted work, so the Sabbath elevator stops on every floor. So you don't have to push any button. You just wait for your floor. And that's how, how much they got into this. And I thought, wow, we should take that just for fun. And no, it'll take us forever, you know, to get to our room, right? Uh, another thing is you cannot move a chair on the Sabbath. You know why? Because if you move the chair, you, you possibly could make a rut in their dirt floor, and that would be considered plowing, and that's work. I think the best one is this. On the Sabbath, women could not look in the mirror. On the Sabbath, you can't look in the mirror. You know why? Because you might see a gray hair, and you'd be tempted to remove that, and that would violate the Sabbath because that would be considered work. Crazy. Crazy. So you cannot see that no longer the Sabbath was about rest. It became a burden. That's what Jesus said. It's a burden. You guys made it into this burden. It was filled with anxiety. Well, it's not what God meant. So understand that this is not what God meant. Just, it's about rest. It's about not working. It's about recharging, refreshing yourself mentally, spiritually, uh, physically, emotionally. All it's, it's just taking a break. That's what it plainly is. You know, after the Pharisees complained about the disciples, were, remember picking the grain heads off the weed and cracking them and eating them for a snack. They're complaining, how could you do that? How could you allow those guys to telling Jesus to do this on the Sabbath? Because that was considered harvesting in their definition. 
Well, um, Jesus in Mark 2.27, you know what he told them? He said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. See, God gave us the Sabbath to rest, to stop working, to take a break. So the Sabbath isn't a burden. It's not a day of stress, but it's a day of rest. So what God wants, if we can take this away for us here today, what God wants is for you to take a day off work and rest. Take a day off work and rest. We need that. God is, is saying, look, you need that. Do that. Don't just keep going on and on and on and on. Um, I mean, for the Israelites, they need it. But for us today, we need that. It benefits us. It benefits us in our spiritual health, our physical health, our emotional health, our well-being. God wants us to be good, to have a good well-being and good health. Someone said, you need a vacation from your vocation. (laughs) I like that, the way they said that. You know, I, I heard about this army report they're looking into how to best re- prepare their soldiers for, like, top output. Well, you know what they found? They found that if they, these soldiers that they were studying, if they did not have the seventh day off, isn't that interesting? Not tenth day, yeah, not eighth day, but the seventh day. I think it all fits in on how God made us and what God wants. If they did not have the seventh day off, their performance would drop dramatically interesting but not only that on that seventh day if the soldiers continue to work they are unaware that they're not doing their best they're thinking they're okay i thought that was interesting i think sometimes we think that we think oh i'm okay i have energy i'm all right i'm going but you're not this is what god wants this is what god knows this is his desire and care for you so listen to god today take a break so you don't break right you know some people tell me why well i gotta go to work i i i gotta i i I gotta make more money i mean god will want me to be able to provide or or save for this or get this and and buy this and or get a house or whatever that is i gotta make more money but and god will understand but you know what we're reading here is no The Bible says, take a break. The Bible says, no, we need our day of rest. Now, understand, it's not bad to work, right? God wants us to work. Um, There's scripture in the New Testament. I think Timothy talked about if someone doesn't work, then he's he's less than an infidel or something like that, right? God wants us to work, and God blesses work, but he also blesses your rest. So he wants that. So understand that. You know, think about this. There was also not just a day of rest, a Sabbath day, but there was a Sabbath year. Did you know that? In the Old Testament, there were to, the Israelites were to work the land for six years and on the seventh year, rest and not work. And God said, you know, that sixth year, I will provide for you. I'll, I'll provide for the next year so you don't have to worry. And so that was called the Sabbath year. And we know that they didn't do that. For 490 years, so God said, hey, you owe me 70 years. And so um, that was when the whole Babylonian captivity came in. They were going after idols and everything anyway. But you see, it's important that we follow God and then we trust God that if he wants us to rest on that seventh day, that he's going to 
take care of whatever those needs and money or whatever. So, so let's not make it about, well, you know, God would want me to have more money. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I need some extra. Sometimes it's that fear too, right? We got to save. We need extra just in case the world falls apart, uh, a financial crash. We, we need that. But do you remember also that God told the Israelites, just take enough manna for the day? But if you try and hoard it, what happened to that extra manna? Moldy, right? You have moldy manna on your hands. So don't take more than you, you need. You know what? Let's trust God in what he's asking us to do. Take that break from work. Take a day off. You know, one Sunday after church, I think we, were, we, were, we thought, hey, let's, let's, let's go downtown. We'll get some food. And we thought, oh, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A just opened. Remember, you know, when they just opened? Like, yeah, let's go downtown. And, we, and we're thinking we could do this, go shop and all that and, and try out the food. So we go down, but then it was closed. And I forgot, oh, yeah, <laughs> right? Chick-fil-A, they close on Sunday. You know why that is? True it. Kathy is his name. He's the founder. He was a believer. And when he started this business, this restaurant, he made a commitment to be all, only open six days a week. Even if it meant losing millions of dollars. Hey, you can't do that. You're going to lose all these customers and money and everything. But he said, no. No, for the Lord, for this principle we're learning today, he wasn't going to open on Sunday and for the well-being of his employees. So he closed Sunday. This is what Truett Kathy said. I figured if I couldn't do enough business six days of the week to stay open and bring in a profit, then it wasn't in God's will for us to stay in business. We got to trust God, you guys. Trust God in what he's asking you to do and then obey him and when you obey him, you can trust him for the rest. So respect what God is asking you to do. Respect and rest that day on this day of rest. All right, so we saw number one, what God said. Be dedicated to keep the Sabbath day. Uh, number two, what God wants is that we would take that day off, that we would rest. And now we come to number three, what God did. What God did. And so this is verse 11, our last verse in our study here this morning. It says here, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Okay, let's try and understand what God is saying here and why it's, this is here with this whole Sabbath day resting. So first of all, understand God saying, Look, I created everything. The Lord God created everything, everything around us, right? Heaven, earth, the sky, the universe, the sea, everything that's in the sea, the earth, everything, all that. God created everything, all that is in it. So he's the creator of creation. And in six days, he created. Now, I believe in a literal six days. I believe that he did take. Evening to morning, six days to create it, and just in what it says in Genesis chapter 1. Then he says, on the seventh day, it says here in verse 11, he rested on that seventh day. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean like God was, oh, that's a lot of work. I'm, I'm tired. 
No, he's the all-powerful one, right? I mean, God doesn't get tired, you know. He doesn't get tired of you either. He, 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 this is God, right? So what does it mean he rested? Well, it means that he ceased from the work. Remember, Sabbath means stop, intermission, cease, break, take a break, right? So he ceased from the work because what? Creation was pow. It was done. It was, you know what? Completed. So at this time, on that seventh day, when God ceased and stopped and rested, creation was, and let me say it this way, perfectly completed. There was nothing else that he wanted to do. It was all put together. Everything was there. All the animals, everything, all the fish of the sea, the, the stars, the universe, the, the, the planets, everything, the earth, the sun, everything was done, the land, the sky, the air, clouds, everything. Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, the first part says, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good, or very good in Genesis 31, because that's after he put uh, human beings on the earth. So it was very good. So it was perfect. It was complete, good in that manner. It was, it was perfect. It was done. This is it. This is my plan, what I plan, what I design. It's come together. So then he says in verse 11, Therefore, since creation was created and it's perfect and complete, therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, which now the seventh day he's calling the Sabbath day. He blessed it and made it holy. He, he set it apart. So this Saturday, in the Jewish terms, the Sabbath day was set apart, what? For God. Genesis 2 through 3 says that, basically, the Sabbath, or, or the seventh day, it doesn't say Sabbath, but the seventh day, it, it's for him. So, in other words, the Sabbath day was a time to stop, and you know what? Looking, as God looked over his creation, it's for us to stop and look at our creator and his creation. It's to honor God as the creator of all things who created a perfect creation. So understand that in this verse right now. So now follow me. I want to lead your thoughts down this, um, to, to these, this conclusion now. But now follow me here. Genesis 2.2 also says that the seventh day is holy. Now, back in Genesis 2, 3, when, when he said it's holy, and we're reading it here in Exodus 20, that it is holy too. Back in Genesis chapter 2, God did not use the word Sabbath. It's introduced here in Exodus 20. And so back then, when God said in Genesis 2, 2, oh, this day is holy, you know, set it apart. There was nothing about not working. It was just a day. And I believe it was a day to like, like God was like, okay, it's all completed. It was a day for Adam and everyone to say, oh, look, the seventh day, we're going to stop and honor our creator who made this creation. Now, 2,500 years about there, later, and we come to Exodus 20 on Mount Sinai, God gives Moses a name for the seventh day, and the seventh day he calls Sabbath. And then he explains, okay, this name, and we're going to call it cease, stop. And what does that mean? Well, it means not to work, cease working, verses 9 and 10 that we saw. So before 
right? Back in Genesis, there was no, God didn't put out a rule like no work, you know. If anything, uh, it was more like, oh, just God rested make, on that seventh day, so keep that holy just as God, uh, uh, the creator, created everything. Well, we look to the creator who created everything. That was the basic gist there. But now, it, you know, later in Exodus 20, now it's about not working. So at first, the seventh day identifies God as the creator. And then now here, the seventh day is now called the Sabbath. And he gives this all with the Ten Commandments. So let me put this together. Back in Genesis, the seventh day identifies God as the creator. On this, now the seventh day is called the sab- Sabbath, and it identifies God as the lawgiver, the holy lawgiver. So, so God is giving, remember, this, this, these commandments to restrain you from evil, these commandments that will reveal that you can't keep this. It reveals your sin. So if you put the two together, you think about, okay, originally the Sabbath was about creation, the creator and creation, yeah? thanking God, going to him, taking a day for that. But now it's about resting from work and following this, this rule that God has given us. So what the Lord was doing, that God was showing them that, look, before, it was a perfect, right? When God made everything, it was perfect paradise, right? There's no sin. But then the fall happened. It was the perfect paradise before. But now at the time of giving the law, which reveals our sin, Israel is now living in this fallen world, realizing, whoa, we see we're sinners now. Before, it wasn't like that. Things had unraveled, right, through Adam's sin. And now, here on this day, to see the law, to obey him by not working and taking that day of rest to also look to what it originally was about, we also see that we are sinners before God. So listen, the Sabbath was to be a day to stop and reflect on how God created everything, but it's been stained by sin So we need God's mercy. That's what's wrapped up into this. So I I hope you could follow me down down here to, to understand this. The Sabbath was a reminder of God's perfect creation. But now, as we stop and not work, as now as we are put into it's put into the law now, now we see that paradise was lost because of sin. So now we need God to save us from sin. You see, back in, uh, later in Exodus 31, 13, it says the Sabbath is a sign between me and you, the Lord says, that you may know that the Lord sanctifies you. So here God is saying, look, the, the, the Sabbath is like a sign for you to see what it once was, to see what it is now, to see how sin has, has, has brought this fallen world and to see that your sin has broken this relationship with you, that you cannot be right with God, but to see the Lord can sanctify you. So 
I hope that makes sense, but this is why for the Jews, the, the Sabbath is also a day of worship, a day to seek God. So for us today, the Sabbath then is a day to come humbly to a holy God and seek him, seek his mercy, seek his forgiveness. We come to Jesus, don't we? We learn about Jesus. We learn about God. We learn about salvation. We learn about who he is. So the Sabbath isn't just a, a, a day off that we would get physical and mental, emotional rest and all, all that. But it's a, also a time which I believe connects originally Genesis 2-2 for a day of worship, a day of honoring God, respecting God, and seeking Him. Because we're not perfect either. And we need to go before Him. We need to come to Him. So as we fast forward now to the other side of the cross from this time, we find, remember I mentioned in New Testament, there's no mention of keeping the Sabbath from sundown Friday to Saturday. But you know what we see? We see the church now meeting on Sunday. On Sunday. Why is that? Why is it different now? Why, why did Paul write about that? That, oh, uh, be sure to give, you know, on Sunday, 1 Corinthians 16. Uh, Acts 20 talks about, oh, he, he held a Bible study where the guy fell out of a window and died and he raised in front of it. Guess what day that was? Sunday. Why is that? In, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, uh, John calls the first day of the week, which is Sunday, the Lord's Day. You ever heard that term? A lot of times we, we use that term, the Lord's Day. Well, well, what happened? Why is it Sunday? You know why? Because Sunday is Christ's resurrection day, right? On the first day of the week, the women went. Before, right at dawn, right? The women went to the tomb, found the tomb empty. See that? Matthew 28, uh, Luke 24, right? Uh, Mark 16, they, they went. Yeah, on the first day of the week. So the early church established that resurrection day would be, the Lord's day would be like their quote-unquote Sabbath, that that would be the day to worship God. And it, and it wasn't just the early church. Jesus, right on that resurrection day, he appeared to the women, to the couple of disciples, to the guys, the followers, the disciples on the road to Emmaus and, and Luke. Uh, he, he, and then that evening, he appeared to the disciples. That was what? A Sunday. And then guess what? Eight days later, Jesus appeared to the disciples again, but it wasn't a Saturday, it was on Sunday. And then, 50 days later, Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, right? The Holy Spirit baptized the believers and, and the church was born on guess what day? Sunday. So, I believe the New Testament and what we read there, that God wants the church now to meet on Sunday, the Lord's Day. Before, think about this, Saturday, the Sabbath, was the day to reflect on what sin did in turning, you know, ruining God's perfect creation. But now on Sunday, we celebrate redemption. Saturday was all oh, the ruin of God's creation, the day, right? But Sunday is the day of redemption. And so, that's why I believe Sunday 
is for us as a church. I believe that Jesus wants us to meet on Sunday, and this is like our Sabbath. So what we can pull from this fourth commandment is what God did from understanding what happened in Genesis, here in Exodus, and now with his resurrection, that we are to set apart one day in a week still, but not for all how we reflect on our, our, our how we um, violated the commandments and, and God's perfect creation, but now on Sunday, how we can look to Jesus' redemption for us. So this is what God did. It's to set apart one day every week for his people to honor him and seek him. That's, that's what this it really is. And for us on this side of the cross, it's Sunday, you guys. That's why we meet on Sunday. So with that in mind, as we kind of close up here, why is it it's so easy for us to disrespect God and not come church on Sunday? I'm going to put that out, you guys. We're talking about our Sabbath, our Lord's Day. Why is we disrespect God? God is telling us, hey, take a rest. And we can receive that. Yeah, I need a day of rest. But how about coming to seek God now? How about looking at what God did and now what we see? We should not disrespect God and miss church. We should gather to worship, not forsake the assembling, which some do, Hebrews says, right? You know what someone said? Someone said, we become a generation of people who worship our work, who work at our play, and who play at our worship. Sabbath, the Lord says, not just a break from work, but it's a time that we stop and we actually seek God. We actually go to Him. We worship Him. We, we, we come to Him when we sing songs. His, His presence is here. The Holy Spirit is moving. We come to honor Him and give, give Him an offering of song and praise. And then when we open the Word, we're, we're listening for Him. When the Word is being expounded and we see it in front of our faces, God speaks to us, you know. That's what he, he, he has made. That's why we, we gather. It's him who's done that. Listen, I have ne- never met anyone who grew closer to God or became more Christ-like, right, without coming to church, right? It's, it's coming to church. It's gathering. It's stopping. It's taking that time on the Lord's day. Usually, right, when we neglect fellowship, when we neglect church, when we neglect Bible study, what, what happens, Right? We grow more distant from God. We wander away from God. We backslide from the Lord. Alan Redpath, this uh, English pastor and writer, uh, he wrote, Be careful of the barrenness of a busy life that measures in work and minors in worship. So understand, you guys, today. The Sabbath is not about the day in itself. But it's like a model. It's, it's a principle to follow. And, and we do this on Sunday, taking everything that, that we see in the Bible, what we learn, Sunday becomes holy to the Lord, yeah? Consecrated, dedicated to, to Him. So will you obey God? I mean, this is a weekly thing, not a monthly thing, right? 
God was saying to the Israelites every seventh day. For us, it's every first day of the week because after the cross. We need that day to recharge, renew, be refreshed in body and mind, heart, emotions, but in spirit too. We need to learn because some of you have forgotten this, have lost this art of being able to stop and sit before God. Well, I can't sit in church. I can't just sit there. Well, you've lost that. Do you sit and pray in the morning? Do you sit and read your Bible? Or is it just a quick thing and you're off? Many of us has lost that. Many of us has lost what it means and what Psalm 46.10 says. Be still and know that I am God. I'll close with this. There was a mom who was taking her kids to school. And while she was speeding, she got pulled over by a police officer. And graciously, the police officer just let her off with a warning, told her to stay under the speed limit. Well, in this story I read, she had never done that. <laughs> she was always speeding. She, she always had to speed, get her kids to school, making it barely on time. She, she always sped everywhere to the store, here, back home, everything. Every time she sped. So after she got pulled over, she starts to pull out very slowly, waving at the police officer, mouthing thank you. And so she's driving, trying to stay within that speed limit. And as they're going along, she said, what's that noise? And one of her boys uh, right away replies, I know, Mom. We've never heard that before. That's the noise of slow. (laughs) I like that. I like that. We need to hear that sound of slow, you guys, to be still. We need to hear that sound at least once a week (laughs) at church. So for the Lord, for him, to honor him, let's all of us join together, respect and rest on this day, the day of rest. Let's pray. God, thank you for this time. And God, thank you for your grace. Lord, we stop right now to pray. Stop to hear your voice. We stopped here this morning to take a break from our busy lives, from work, from all the things we need to take care of, God. And we want to honor you. Forgive us for those times, God, where we pushed you aside and said, no, i got to get this done. Or no, this is more urgent than you. Or no, the kids have this. And we schedule something else in, but not you. God, forgive us for that. But today we want to commit to consecrate, to dedicate, God, to save the day, Lord, that this day is for you, Lord, for you alone, that we'll block out on our calendar this time, that this is a priority, that this is no negotiation at all, because, Lord, in our faith and in our decision and in our heart, we choose you, Jesus. We choose you. So help us this morning. God, You've done so much for us, Lord. You've saved us, God. You've given your life for us. 
Lord, you bless us. You answer prayer. You take care of us. You provide for us. You help us. You heal us, Lord. What more can we do but give our life to you? And if our life belongs to you, then you know what? Sunday belongs to you. So, God, thank you. Thank you for speaking to us because I know, Lord, you only love us and you, wanna, you want us to have a deeper relationship with you. So here we are, God. Here we are. We will surrender, submit, and dedicate this day, the Lord's day, our Sabbath, to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand.